Sometimes we need a little inspiration, and Real Things Living podcast does just that. Real Things Living has a focus on resilience and connection with others. Those connections lead to ideas, to solutions, and to better overall health. This podcast is brought to you by Gemini Media. Gemini Media delivers the best solutions for business communications through collaborative relationships. Hi, y'all. It's Bridget Cutshaw with Real Things Living. Today, my guest is Emily Elrod. She's the founder of WorksBee. Can you say hi, Emily? Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate that. Can you um, share briefly what? WorksBee is about. I love the name, by the way. <laughs> so my son actually came up with the name and it was all around. I used to be felt like a human worker just working in this burnout, this exhaustion. And it's like, man, I just want to be a, a human. Like I'm a human at home, work and play. But why do I got to feel like I'm so different? And so instead of being human workers, we want to be human beings. But in that space, we like to do work. And that is in our purpose and our passion. And so that is in, in General, what we do at WorkSpeed, we help companies and people, communities, we help them go from this really stressed out what's impacting us from environmental impactors to also our internal impactors. And we help them figure out a strategy so that they can be this best self that they would like to acquire to be and that they're well and they can lead well, they can live well, and they, they can also and love others well too. That's true. And I, I think when you're feeling better or, or mentally and physically, you're going to make better decisions. <laughs> Is that the right? Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, I, I'm, you know, in the past, when I growing up, not, not me growing up, but raising my children, it was really stressful, right? And mine are children and adults now, but I had help from other people. And um, one of them was my husband, because <laughs> I was on the road a lot, but I don't like, I'm glad I did it. But I don't know if I would do it again. <laughs> but you know, it, because it's different now because of the tech. And it the- is. Um, so we're in the Olympics right now with, and and everybody watched Simone Biles, and everybody's like that pressure, that weight of the world, and they're like nobody can experience. And I'm like, no, all my executives, and not even even at the executive level, parents, they yeah. feel that. That same exact pressure, not for a gold medal, but in my opinion, it might be something even bigger. It's a child's life, or I'm a lot in healthcare or manufacturing. We make one wrong decision. It could kill somebody. And so understanding those pressures on us. So yeah, it, and I guess that's the biggest thing is just as much as Simone needs all her resources, we as people, y'all need those resources too, because it's a lot that's coming at us. (laughs) I know I saw a lot of negative people like negative or you know, some responses about her leaving. And I'm, I'm glad, I mean, I should say I'm glad, but I was a little shocked just because she's always been elevated, but I was, um, you know, like you said, it's really stressful being a mom, as you know, and then working and having your own business. And I was back in the day, an athlete too. And that was a different kind of, I didn't, maybe that's why I didn't want to be in the limelight. Seriously, I just can't imagine what those girls or athletes in general, what they're dealing with, even though 
executive, like you said, running a manufacturing plant is just can be just as dangerous. And mm -hmm. and like I'm from a printing background, that was, you know, hard to be around because I had to learn about the equipment, you know, just because I was a product manager. And they're like, but don't touch it, you know, because I could have, you know, I'm not thinking about, you know, how it's put together. I could have cut my fingers off, you know. Yep. yep. And I didn't get mad. I'm like, okay, it's all right, Bridget. Should, I'm just curious. I'm one of those people that I touch things. And so, <laughs> but they yelled at me. But I mean, right, it was like a supervisor. He's like, what is she doing? But I'm sure, like, your, your clients, like you said, they're, they're mostly. Are they like, uh, I shouldn't say plants, but they're, are they manufacturers? So our, our group is high pressure, high performing. Okay. So that's, so I'm in manufacturing. I'm in a lot of healthcare spaces. I'm also in sports as well, but where if something can go wrong, it can either really hurt somebody um, or it could end a career. So that's where I'm at. That's that's true. That you definitely need some people to be supportive in that way. Because we don't think of it. I mean, I mean, I like what you're doing. You don't think of it that way. And we try to glamorize everything. And it is about safety. It is about your physical and mental. Um, mm -hmm. You had mentioned last time we had talked about um, knowing your value. So how that'll help you too. be find the right place in this crazy world. How do you we go? How do you help people know what their value is? So the one thing I've found is passion, like passion, knowing your why. It's that simple part of Simon Sinek. Start with why aspect. I, and the reason why the science behind it is, and just preface, I'm a nerd on physiology or how the human body works. Literally, did way too much school in it. Um, and so the cool thing is, we have this thing in our brain called our amygdala. I call it Amy. And she's the one that Amy really directs our path, our, what we're doing. And if we don't know for our core reasons of why we're doing things, she's not going to stay motivated. We're going to have to go through other things to keep filling us up. Um, and it, in, in general, it's the intrinsic motivation. You have to have the bigger why compared to what the world's coming at you. Right. Because... I hear way too many times, it's like control controllables and all these other things. I'm like, y'all think that's easy. And it's something that I've, I've, I want to do, but it's simple things like if I don't eat good and my lighting's not right, I know that I'm more likely to go for my second coffee run. I also know that 5 a.m. shoveling snow is the number one time for a heart attack. We know Monday mornings, um, if you don't like your job, you're more likely to die. So there are a lot of things that we think we can control, but even in the aspect of having the positive attitude, it does a lot. Don't get me wrong. It makes all the world of a difference, but there are still a lot of manipulators that, in my opinion, that really um, can grab us and, and drive us. So if we do not know our core values, how are we going to, to filter out decisions and be able to say no? So example, um, my company's mission is to create a space for accountability, connection, and results. If a project comes to us and it can be worth millions, <laughs> but if it does not meet those standards, we're saying no to it. And people are like, why? The money, the money's good. But our core value is 
okay, we, we got to care for people and, and we got to walk out in our path and knowing what it is. And so what is it for you? What is it for whoever's listening in? What is it for you that will drive your processes? Because if you think of it or not, they actually will. Um, how you see your growth, how do you see your development? If that's important to you, then you'll make time for it more likely, but it's more of your energy management as well. So that's a long-winded answer, but I hope that helps out just a, a bit. Um, what are the three core things again? I was writing notes. What are they again? Uh, just in general. For your company? Sorry. Oh, for my company? Oh, accountability, connection, and results. And it's not just results. Like, it's life-impacting results. So I got to save a life or it's going to have to make somebody's life better within, within the aspect of energy management. Wow. And... Um, helping them to be a better human being with a longevity and health aspect to it. I love that. And you'd mentioned too, that's all about um, people just focus on why not do it? Cause it's a lot of money, but I, I'm from the cor corporate background and there was a lot of stress involved in that. <laughs> and that's, and that's after I dealt with cancer, um, I, it made me stop like, like, you know, what's important to me? Like you said, what is my why? And it was, unfortunately, I had to deal with that, but sometimes you have to. They don't know, you know, what caused it. Everybody's thing is, it's not genetic for me. <laughs> um, but it was obviously environmental and probably some stress things as well that I didn't realize was going on. And, and that's it. What you're saying is that you didn't realize. There's so many things that we just don't realize. And the thing is, is like, I don't want anybody to ever be naive enough to think that we can, again, control controllables because literally a lot of companies have amazing engineers on the back end that know how to do your little buttons, press your buttons to get you to do what you want. Um, so example, we know that Oreos, it's very difficult to just eat one. And the reason why is because the artificial sugar in the engineering that has came into it it's very, very difficult to just eat one, but yeah. that, that's our body's responses or the like button, the comment button, you know, whenever we get those, like even looking at our, our views on these things right here, like how many views, how many, that gives us what is called a dopamine release. I call it the teenage cheerleaders. It's like, yeah, I feel good. But that's not what we have to rely on. We actually have to rely on something else called oxytocin, which is the loving grandmother of the body, which is that intrinsic internal trust. It also has external trust with it as well, um, that we know what we love and what we care with. And that is actually based on the values. So why do I say values matter is because your physiology, if you don't know it, they're going to go for bigger things from a world aspect of it. Uh, to, and I hate the word manipulate. It's really, if, if people just understood how much that they are easily manipulated um, because they know the physiology of it. I know what buttons to press and it's, e it's easy. Fear-mongering is one. Like those are, those yeah. are simple things that people can use to say, oh, I need to worry about this or I need to go buy this quick. Just it's how our, how our bodies work. Right. And I, I love the uh, analogy you gave with Oreos. It's, I was, Back in the day, an Oreo edit. <laughs> because that's, that was really popular when I was younger. But right, you just couldn't eat just one. And I learned out later that I have a dairy allergy, right? And then you're like dipping it in freaking milk. 
Right, it is something with you know just being manipulated. I think by a lot of the um, people who are just looking at making money a certain way. I mean, it's mm-hmm. wrong with that, right? And, That's, yeah. <laughs> and I'll say, like, even the people that invented the like button, like, it was a well intention at first. Yes. But they didn't know. But then on the opposite, there are people that know. Yeah. Um, and I'll say again, for me, it's easy because I know the physiology. I can easily manipulate people, but it's so wrong. And it's a core value of mine that I won't because there's integrity that is potent. So we can have the easy with the fear mongering. We can have the easy with um, it's going to be life or death or you have to do this or you're going to die today kind of style. Comparative to taking the time, get to know the people, get to know what their wants are instead of about it's about you. It's about them. So that's my core value is to care for others. I like that aspect. And I think leadership now in businesses are realizing that now because employees will more likely stay if they they feel valued, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So true. Um, I've worked with large organizations. I work with small organizations, mom and pops too, but everywhere in between, I've never seen my answers ever be different from my feedback surveys. And it's that people want to feel valued they want to feel trusted and they want to grow like, and they want to feel healthy while doing it um, and safe. So those are like kind of the, the, the simple things that will always be there. And that's why our acronym for the work that we do is called wise because people want to feel well, they want to be intelligent. They want to know, they want to feel like their stuff is valuable, what they give, not only their emotions, but also their feedback, their processes that they look at, they want to feel safe and empowered doing something with all that information. So I like that. Do you work? Um, I know a lot of big things are going around about all the startups and entrepreneurs. Do you work with them? I was just curious because they they seem to want to try to solve a problem usually, right? And um, they have more str- a lot of stress too, these entrepreneurs. So we do in some aspect. Um, the interesting part is we actually do with parents as well. Um, and because our parents and our entrepreneurs are really a lot of the same because that's their baby. Yes. Yes. And helping them like you never get a playbook for, for entrepreneurship and you never get a playbook. Like you get all these things, but it doesn't ever go. And it's the same with kids. And so my team I have is psychotherapists, counselors, leadership coaches, physiologists, nutritionists. We're in the aspect of if it impacts people, I have a genius around. I say the kiss of death is to be the genius with 10,000 helpers instead be the genius with 10,000 geniuses. So um, I'm blessed to have such an amazing team because the thing is, is specifically in the first two years of any development, entrepreneurship, even parenting, even leadership, it's hard. It doesn't make the other years even easier, but specifically the first two years we know are high dropout rates. And so do you have the mental resources or the mental fitness? Who can you go to in that space um, to be able to say, hey, I, I, I'm struggling today. Here's what I see. Here's how we can help. I, um, I like what you're doing, surrounding yourself with people that can help you because a lot of people try to do everything by themselves. They try to make, I'm guilty of that. I mean, I am uh, in the past because you got to do it, you got to do it, got to do it and find a way to make it happen. But long-term for you to be healthy. <laughs> 
you need some support in that. I think people are realizing that. And I think what you're doing, I love the idea that you got all these people helping you and you can um, give some the right feedback to your, your clients, right? Yeah, and that's the thing is, I don't have to know it all. I just get to walk in my lane that I'm good at yeah, and then let them do their magic that they're good at. Um, and and what they do very well is they, they fill my gaps um, and they call me out which that's, that's what somebody said. It's like, do you feel naked? Like having like, you, you can't lie to them. Like they literally have backgrounds in telling in like uh, one of mine, he did the uh, suicide hotlines, crisis hotlines, and then also worked in correctional and then also did um, stuff with uh, internal practices with, with doctors. And the other one did methadone clinics, but also has done um, things with organizational psychology, leadership, well-being. And so it's like having those people around you, it's like, nah, not even going to try. And, and how much of a relief it is to me that I don't have to fake and be this human in one area. And you've had experience in corporate too, but that's how I always felt. It's like, I got to put this mask on. I got to be prim and proper and I got to be, no, just I get to be me. You get to see my mess ups. You get to see um, my foot's broken currently because this is this is me because yeah, I had a yeah. cow come in my office. It's my little bottle baby that came in and I was trying to get it out and I broke it. And they it's like those things like anytime before I'd be like, oh, oh, I'm just going to have to act like I don't have a broke foot and I have to like do things. Well, why are you going to all these doctor's visits? Like I get to be a human. That's what I think like. you're, you're human too. And I think that's a great story that you just shared that it's, yeah, you, know, you got to be your, be yourself, be authentic. I think that helps build trust and yeah. it really, truly does. And people are going to be more likely to want to uh, refer you or send more work your way, which is important. I think, I mean, it is, that's how we want to just help each other. And I like the way you said, staying in your lane. Um, that's important too. And that's, uh, I don't know. I'm just excited to, to be introduced to you. I can't remember who introduced us together. Was it um, that girl up in Illinois? Sorry, I'll remember later <laughs> as soon as I start recording. <laughs> you know. Yeah, she was, she recommended that we connect and I love your values. And you understand your values. I think that's probably why you're being successful. And I think your uh, integrity sh shines through. Thank yeah, you so much. I, I really, I think it's really good. So where can people learn more about you, Emily? So they can go to worksky.com. Um, and that has a lot about my organization, but for real, just come to LinkedIn, message me, say you heard it, you uh, heard me on Bridget's stuff. And I will, um, I love people. Like you're, you might can get the sense on here, but I really do. I love people. So come chat with me um, and we can, always do a zoom meeting or whatnot because i think it's very important to get to know the people around um i never i'll say this pandemic has been like the best thing for me actually on top of it because right. the people i've gotten connected to in this space like the other day um i can now say like the director of the indianapolis Colts is a good friend now like and it was all through this time like we and just the people i've got to be able to meet and do life with it's been, it's been a blessing beyond measure. So you could be my next one. I want to, I love my friends. Like, I think, I just think people are awesome and amazing. And there's so many good people in this world that are not highlighted as much as I would like them to be. And so 
Uh, you can always find me there, Emily Elrod, MHS. And I think I have a thought bubble with it as well. So find me there on LinkedIn. What I do for the listeners, I'll have a uh, summary of everything. I'll have a, a link to her WorkSpeed website and her LinkedIn uh, LinkedIn link. <laughs> I thank you so much again, Emily. I know you got to run to another thing. And I really appreciate your time. And I hope we stay in touch. Oh, we will. <laughs> thank you, Emily. Thank you. I appreciate your time and I thank you for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast or leave a comment. Now go have a great day.